right, everybody, we are back. Welcome to a wonderful week of Ghost in the Scene. I am your host, Gio. I am back with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Wow. Ladies, gents, exes, wise. It feels so nice to be back in your ear holes again. I can tell you have been swabbing with those cotton swabs. I'm not going to use that brand name. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's... We, you all know that we're not beholden to big, to the big Q here. Um, but your ears, wow. What a nice place to be in the canals, uh, you know, sitting on the drum. We can hear those, the, that drum beat oh. to, to, to carry us forward. And it is nice to be back. You know, we're in the canals like it's Venice, you know, with all of the, all the earwax in some of your guys' ears were like, we're like a, on a gondola in Venice, and it's, and it's beautiful. And you see the hairs, and it's like long stalks of grass. And you can cut some of the hairs, and you put it in your teeth, and you're like you're Tom Sawyer going down the river. It's, it's, be it's a beautiful sight, and it's a beautiful feeling. Uh, I feel so good and energized to be back. For all of you that have been following, we took a pretty long hiatus just to recharge, right? And... I feel, I feel the recharging feeling. You know, the Energizer Bunny has nothing on me right now. How are you feeling, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it has been quite the summer, as we all know. Um, and we're all still here. Uh, you know, although some of us have crossed over to the other realm. I think it's something to, to acknowledge. There's been a lot of passage. Uh, the portal is wide open right now. And... In a sense, you know, we haven't been gone from you at all because of this portal and the way that our space-time has been warped. So, you know, in a way, we are still on break. And in a way, we have been working this entire time. Um, so, I, I, but what really encourages me is to see that there are more and more people now waking up to the truth and to facts and that this work ex is extended beyond you and me, Geo. that people are taking it to the streets. Uh, people are doing their own investigative work. And I think the movement is only going to grow stronger. Yeah, I, you know, when you go to the streets and you hear the people, they are saying new spells that have never been said before in unison together, which is in unison. But what I'm saying is this is something of a cultural shift in magic use. Now we have it happening on a daily basis across this world. And that is something very powerful. And I, I wouldn't say thank us because you know we, we don't need thanks. But yeah, I'll, I'll take a part in saying that we had a, a hand in, in all of this. You know, we have our mark is there. And I think the history pages will read that Ghost in the Scene was a pivotal point in a lot of people, if we're talking about the multiverse and the multitudes, where we finally started taking the paranormal more seriously and started using it as a tool rather than a boogeyman, right? Because I think <clears throat> this is our 101st episode. It feels really good to be past the, the amateur mark, right? Now we're in the professional zone. And life in the fast lane, we're you know, stepping over the, the bones and the skulls of so many podcasts that never made it here. 
and being at the top, seeing the view from where we are, it is, uh, it's a little scary being, being so high up here, but uh, let me tell you, it, it is inspiring. Um, now that we're in the hundreds, to turn the page and, and really start to show what is possible with the paranormal. And that's going to be our focus. You know, um, we're going to use what we've learned. You know, experience is, is a beautiful tool. It's a beautiful learning technique. And we have just gone through the ringer, Rob and I. And we're going to show you that, you know, it's not all fire and brimstone, even though we're in what I would consider a total apocalypse. Um, we're going to show you that it's possible to still maintain, you know, a calmness, a coolness, an ability to gel, you know, sometimes slime with the world. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. So, Rob, what have you been up to? Yeah, I mean, it's been a very educational um, period for me. And I've needed to go back. You know, I've had to, to go to, I've gone to all my clocks, you know, for daylight savings. Uh, you, you turn your clock back. Well, I didn't stop at one hour. You know, I kept on twisting those arms back and back and back because I think looking at the past is really going to help us explain what's going to be happening in the present and the future. And as I was saying before, it's all existing at the same time. So there really is no past. But I needed to turn those arms back. I got out all my old computer devices because uh, we are more so than ever living in, in a digital world. So mm -hmm. we need to understand that. Um, so I, I got out all the old floppy disks. I got out, you know, some CD-ROMs. Uh, you know, I've been um, going on uh, dial-up internet recently. So I've had to, to ask my mom to, to, to hold off on all of her phone calls because I, I got to use some internet for some research. Um, yes. You know, and I've been listening to the dial-up tone as well and trying to listen to the messages you know coming through there and that's been very interesting it's like you're that's the internet's voice is that dial-up tone and you know wow. going through every single um windows uh operating system because uh you know as we were we've said before we live in earth vista you know the 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 earth that is people want to kind of just throw away at this point. Uh, so I've been looking at the other operating systems to see what we can learn about the other worlds in the multiverse. Uh, so, you know, I've been on Windows 95. Uh, you know, I've been checking out those flying toaster ovens. Um, trying to catch one uh, is very difficult. They're, they're very agile, actually. Um, and the dancing so baby, right? You see that baby. dancing baby? uh yeah like it's it's a huge i mean that is really one of the first markers i'm glad you brought that up Gio, because that is a big marker of uh of spells that have been put on us you know the trance of that dancing baby is now grown up to a dancing adult by today right but they're still wearing diapers oh my god right so that digital like, diapers digital diapers uh, so all that defecation, right, that is still happening, mm. just like underneath the surface. 
um, is really, you know, explains to us where the internet is today. So, you know, I've been going back and forth, been living literally inside of these computer systems. Wow. You know, using your astral powers is, is so, you know, useful at this time. Before, you'd have to break the monitor screen. You'd have to crawl in through the, through the front side, you know. You'd have to do a, a spell to make yourself smaller. It's just now that you have the ability to kind of, you know, switch into your astral form, you're in the, in the USB port in two seconds. You know, depending if it's a USB 3, 3 you know, port, you can be in there in like half that. Right. I, I was, I'm glad you brought that up too, because it's important you choose the right port. Otherwise, you know, your projection time is just going to lag and you're going to be kind of like stuck in this sort of waiting mode. I, you know, there was a time when I was starting out, I was stuck in that little hourglass for hours. Mm. And it's, you know, and there's no way to reboot the computer once you're inside. So you just got to wait. And the paperclip man can only help you so much. He was my greatest guide. Yeah. Yeah. He says, looks like you're trying to astral project. Let me give you some suggestions. How? Mm -hmm. Sage. Uh, you're like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. How about you, Gio? I mean, I don't, I, I, I've been so thick in my research that I haven't seen you this, you know, this entire time. How yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I am so, so blessed. I have been volunteering at a, a local church. It's a non-denominational but we call it extra dimensional non-denominational, which means that we, we take every denomination and every possible combination of de denomination into account. So um, usually our services are about six hours and uh, I've been, you know, the pallbearer, I, I've been the, uh, yeah, there, there's been plenty of funerals and, and, and I've been the pallbearer for most of them, the lead pallbearer. Um, they gave me my own gloves, I have, uh, I've been wearing a, a non-denominational mask and, you know, they let me hang out here. I, so I've been recording in the, in the studio. I've, I've been working on an acoustic album. Um, my plan is I'm going to pack it so full of spells that it's going to stop coronavirus in its tracks and coronavirus is going to recede without a vaccine. That's going to be my promise to everybody when I finish the album. And so right now it's kind of like a race between me and the scientists with the vaccine because I want to get my songs perfect and they want to get their vaccine perfect. And I think I, I'll probably beat them, but you know, science kind of moves a, lot, a little bit faster than inspiration a lot of times. So um, if you guys want to help me, send me some, you know, some country lyrics or some little diddles on the guitar and that way I can get inspired. I won't, I won't take it, but I can use that because scientists, there's a lot of people working on the vaccine, and there's only one of me working on my acoustic album. So until I get more help and resources like the scientists are getting, I honestly think they might beat me with the vaccine. But, I, you know, I, I want to be positive and just, you know, with the, the blessing that I've had with this church helping me out, just recording and letting me use their acoustic guitars, um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to beat them. So that's what I've been doing. That's, wow, that's amazing. I cannot wait for that album to drop. Uh, it's it's going to save the world. I already know. Mm -hmm. And, but I do have a question. You know, I thought most churches were, were closed at this moment. Were you able, to, is this, are you able to receive a special permit? Like, are, are people staying safe? 
well there's no people here there's no there's no actual living people i'm the only alive one here um everybody knows that the world is haunted the literal ground we walk on is is the ashes of the billions of people that live before us so they get to go to church as often as they want and they get to have long services so that's why i've been going to these six hour and like i said there's six hours right 60 minutes in an hour six of those i mean think about the implications i'm talking about here you should have known when i said that that this was this is a paranormal service and it's the extra dimensional non-denominational kind of paranormal experience so once you once you meet the the pastor and he he's up there preaching about all kinds of ghost ghost ethics that i'm not really aware of but i've been getting a lot of information from them just about how to be a better ghost and and what makes a good ghost and I, you know, I've been wrong in so many of my judgments, thinking that a bad ghost was bad for, you know, X, Y reasons, when it's some ghosts are just misunderstood, right? And and sometimes their 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 misunderstanding of our culture leads to us thinking that they are violent or mean, and it, it's just that you know they're, sometimes they're like playful puppies, and they bite, but they don't bite because they don't like you. They bite because they just want to play with you. So all these scratches that people get, those are like playful scratches. And I think we need to kind of change the script on that. And so my ghost pastor has been helping me out with that. And so um, I will be getting more of his sermons for, for everybody. And we're, you know, we'll, we'll read some of them out loud because I think it's something that not only the ghost people need to hear, I think the regular people need to hear. That's beautiful. That's I think I, I really hope that the message continues to spread. And, you know, I think with most churches closed, I think that does, uh, you know, not just churches, synagogues and temples mm -hmm. and um, all, you know, any place of worship, I should say. And, you know, all the ones that I didn't say out loud verbally, I think everyone heard there was that nonverbal communication that, you know, I said exactly. You said it. I heard you say it. Thank you. Uh, but that's the point. It's like this is beyond any sort of like singular like denomination. Like you said, it's like multi-denominational. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's when we think of all these places being empty, they're actually filled to the brim right now. I mean, there's the rafters are, are full. You know, there are people hiding in in the confessions booths you know they're packed in those in, in in the aisles you know they're in the windows i mean this congregation is thumping you know and they let me play acoustic guitar sometimes and i get some some booze i get some jeers but we have musicians that are you know i mean you get guys like a buddy holly in the crowd and i think this is where we want to start introduce because i've i've been making a lot of uh acquaintances i won't call them friends yet uh, maybe when they uh, come on our show, we can call them friends. But I've been meeting a lot of ghosts and making a lot of connections. I think Rob, using his astral uh, internet connections, there's so many forums where you know ghosts are on that we've just been you know networking a little bit. So we want to introduce you know we're changing some of the structure of this 
show, we're going to be doing every episode a more inclusive kind of guest, right? Every, every time we have somebody on, and this is not to, you know, be, be mean to the living, but I mean, yeah, they're all alive. Let's face it, you know, we've, we've had a majority of living people um, invited as guests on our show, Rob. And I think that's a little disrespectful. We're only getting half the story, really. You know, we, we're speaking about ghosts, but we're not including them in the conversation. And we realized how problematic that is. Exactly. And we're going to remedy that. So we are introducing from here on out, every episode is going to have a ghost guest. And, you know, just for the sake of our listeners, yes, they will be celebrities. But no, we will not be asking them you know, juicy questions and gotcha questions about their lives to make them angry at us, right? We want them to be our friends. This, these are real souls that we have to acknowledge that they exist and that they're, you know, this isn't a joke. These are real ghosts. So I think, you know, when you have um, somebody on like we have today with the pedigree that they have, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to think that we were able to get them but ghosts don't really have this avenue, right? We're the only, like, to my knowledge, we're going to be the only show out here that invites, in, invites ghost guests. So um, we want to introduce to you our first ghost guest. He's, he's breaking the seal, uh, a Mr. Charlie Chaplin. Thank you for that, for that rapturous yeah, that applause. applause. Mm. Um, well-deserved um, and you know ghosts best you know channel through us the living so we will still have our, our standard living guests I think it is going to show the balance and we were so excited to have a, a, a medium an empath right like like our, our first guest for our 101st episode to communicate with Charlie for us I think you're gonna see that he it, did an amazing job I, I i think him and charlie are are going to be buds in the way of we might have a new tramp movie coming out you know that, mm -hmm. that famous character charlie chaplin with our, our guest greg that's right and greg and charlie are thick as thieves and we're really excited to to show you um that conversation that we had with both of them yeah that's right so uh including the ghost guests we will now have on every episode a real guest, right? Now you're seeing both sides because before we showed you one side and I'll say it, it was a little subjective, right? We get, we get a little hot. We run a little hot, Rob and I, just because the truth is so hot. Now we have a buffer, right? We have two buffers. This is like, we're almost kind of running a scientific experiment, right? This is like a double blind. We have one ghost guest, one live guest, and we're going to show you that, of course, you know, there might be some under misunderstandings, but there will be a consensus that we get to. And you're going to see us all reach a point of agreement. And that's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be showing the unity. And so Greg Bummer of the um, movie What We Do is Secret, right? I mean, he, he worked with the guy literally dressed as the devil and, you know, saw him in a pickup truck. So this guy has seen some, some ish, if you know what I'm talking about. 
and he he lays it on pretty pretty heavy this time so you know get ready everybody um this this interview that we did with him is is pretty insane with with all the truths that come out so uh we'll, we'll kick it to us and and greg bummer okay we are here i am geo i'm here with my co-host rob how's it going rob i it is an honor um to be in the presence of our of our guests we're very excited to have him on. Um, he mentally uh, telepathied with us and um, just appeared actually, just now. Yeah, no planning, nothing like that. Spontaneous, <laughs> just like that. We have uh, Greg Bummer back with us uh, in the scene, um, back again from his long, I mean, it's been a, it's been a few episodes since we've had you. But your, your, your treatise on the What We Do is Secret film, your experience, the entire world almost split in half. There was half people that were on the side of, of the, uh, the devil that uh, had the pickup truck that you talked about. Obvious. And then there was people on your side. And a lot of people took your side. So um, I'm glad to have you back. How have you been, man? Good. Just uh, quarantining away you know good good time to do research and uh on pertinent topics that i'm interested in so we've learned some things we've uncovered some things and uh we've also fixed some things because at night i can't sleep so i just work on electronics interesting and uh you know maybe some some special project electronics that uh, have helped me do a little bit more research if you know what i mean like proton packs, that kind of stuff. I'm not at liberty to discuss too oh, much of that, but of, of course, you know. Now, don't, uh, don't want anyone cloning my technologies. No, of course not. Um, this is uh, our our uh, what do you call it? Our IP, right? That's ours, and and, and you can't take it. Our intellectual nope. property is not for sale, and we're trademarking all of our because this is our hundred and first episode. So we're gonna trademark from now on. Nothing is is exactly free here, so that's like that. that's a statement from Ghost in the Scene. We've been hearing um, a lot about your experience and your expertise in the Disney verse. We we've heard a lot about this. Rob has been a captive um, to Disney Plus, right? I, I heard you said you watched Hamilton recently, right? No hams. Yeah, and they said I, there's going to be a ton of them. A literal ton, and I, I did nary a ham. Uh, so that's, you know, that if that's not like propaganda, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, there's something actually recently that I heard. It's a, it's a, it's a sad story of um, a museum in Shanghai where two children, two young boys knocked over a $64,000 Disney castle in a museum. It must have been two big boys. That's all I got to say about that. So How much was the castle? It, it was $64,000, and it was a glass castle. And they just were, like, running through and knocked the thing over? Yeah, they, they, they were playing, playing football or something. See, I don't, I don't really listen to these stories of – Vandalism, you know, I just it scares me in the Disney verse because I wonder 
Is it intentional? Well, those bastards over at Universal. I don't know. Maybe it could be. Could be a minion. Minion disguises a kid. There's been a war of brewing, folks. That's That's all I can say. That's why we love to have you on the show because you have the inside look at these stories. We've heard you've been to Disneyland before. Um, Say that. Now, if you've been one time. We live in a multiverse, so you've been infinitely many times. But sure. you, on the other hand, in this one verse, this one universe, have been almost an infinite amount of times. Is that not right? I, I have been enough times that when I leave the park, the song that I heard last picks up when I arrive. I went at least 600 times over the span of maybe two years i took many pictures i took many notes i followed many of the blogs many of the disney rags and in the end i found there's a little bit of activity there gentlemen a little bit of activity interesting so i mean almost confirmed 666 times you know, I wasn't going to get into those details, but now that you've hit the nail on the head, let's oh just say God. the last time I went may have been the last time I'll ever go. I could go again, but then I'll break something. We understand. Wow. It's a challenge, but that's why I had to go so much so frequently so quickly because you can only do it within a span of time. You know, That's all I'll say on that. I feel almost uh, foolish, guys. Um, I, I I'm gonna have to apologize to our to our guest. We we forgot to mention who is in 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 the chat right now. We have a surprise special guest. This is our our ghost guest. We are inclusive. We're an inclusive podcast. So we are including Charlie Chaplin into the chat. Welcome, Charlie. Mr. Chaplin, it's an honor. Um, go ahead and take a seat and, you know, get comfortable and go ahead and just include yourself in the conversation. Okay, buddy? <laughs> uh, what a classic Charlie Chaplin bit. Yeah. This is great. This is historic. This is an, an historic moment. Uh, Mr. Chapl- uh, Chaplin, uh, wow. Uh, our first... One of our first ghost guests. Um, so good to have you on on the waves. Wow, he's balancing the the wires, and he's 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 dancing. He's doing a jig. This guy is unstoppable. So everybody, give it a round of applause for for Charlie Chaplin. Greg, Mister Mr. Chaplin, if I may. Yes. I, I would I would like to do an an interpretive drawing of you for a moment. That's okay. I think he said yes. He said yes. Oh, he said yes. Oh, he made fun of me. This guy's a this guy's a hoot. You know? Oh, well, okay. So you know it's <laughs> funny when uh you, you deal in the silent film your whole life. Maybe you don't hear how much of a smart aleck a fella is. Anywho, I'm you know, just letting y'all know that my eyes are closed right now. You probably can't see that because uh I've got my deflectors on, but that's okay. Um, anywho, I, I know we can't see Charles right now. However, I feel his spirit. 
I feel his energy. I feel his presence. And I think in short time, I'll have a bit of a render so that the folks at home, just in case they don't know what he looks like, has a better idea of what he looks like. I hope I don't offend you, Mr. Chaplin, because this is but a mere caricature of who you are as a man. He's changed a lot in the afterlife to people. It's it's not like it's a one-for-one. Like You're not going to see him in one of his movies and then see him now as a ghost and imagine it's the same it's the same look. He's different now. You know, hairstyles go out of style for ghosts too. And so they have to switch it up and you have to believe that he did too. He's a pioneer. So this is like automatic drawing, right? It's 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 kind of a psychic thing that he's doing here. And this is something that we encourage a lot of you to do. Do some automatic drawing because I'm sure there's plenty of ghosts around you. So, wow, Charlie, Welcome. Charlie, he's he's a lot sadder than than I thought, and maybe it's just the afterlife that's getting him down. Charlie, you know, take a load off, man. It's okay. You you can share your story here, and we're not gonna we're not gonna make fun of you. No, is he mad? I. That's a good question. He's like, mad, I, isn't he? I think he's mad. He looks. Did mad. I make him mad? Oh man, he didn't want me to draw him. I should open my eyes. You should don't. Oh. No, your psychic abilities are true. Okay, he does look sad, and and that's and I'm sorry, Charlie, that you do look sad, and you do look sad, Charlie. I'll make this up. Don't, don't worry about it, Greg. Don't worry about it because Charlie Chaplin is, is an older fellow. He's from a different generation, and he gets offended by, by things that we're used to, are, are kind of normal for us. So, um, Mr. Chaplin, of, of course, you'll, for, you'll forgive him, and we'll move on from this because we can't have people bickering and fighting, um, especially with the inclusiveness that we have here. So... Maybe he's angry about what happened to him. You know, a lot of ghosts are angry because of their unfinished business. And that unfinished business for him was getting grave robbed. It's true. Maybe that's why I drew his face the way I did. Yeah. Because when I was when I was about the mouth area of his of his of his mouth, um, you know. I started just feeling some tension, and I'm realizing now maybe it's just the, the the conclusion of a life's work, you know. Maybe he shot for the stars, Mister. I hope I, I hope Mister. Chaplin's not mad. He's not mad. Jeez. Okay. I think if anything, it's, it's showing some honesty of how he is upset in his afterlife, and I think it's really important that you use that word tension. Like there's like there's a lot of pressure that might be on his face because his whole head seemed to be a little flattened as if there was some sort of like great weight being pushed down. And I think this all goes to the story that we're speaking of, of the, the infamous body snatching of Charlie Chaplin. Exactly. And that's tragic. This is a tragic story. And I'm glad that we had a chance to have him tell his story because really this is a story that people don't know. He was grave robbed, not let to be laid to rest, right? And then 
like you said, the weight on his face is from the literal concrete that they poured on his, his naked corpse to solidify that no one could ever get him again. And that's pretty hey, traumatic. Geo, Geo, turn turn your radio down. We all want to help one another. I don't I don't have a radio. We want to live by each other. Geo, turn your radio down, dude. I can't hear you. We don't want to hate or despise one another. What is this? Is Charlie? Good earth is rich. We can provide. That was Charlie. Hold on. Guys, we were having a real ghost encounter. Charlie Chaplin is speaking right now. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Can I just try something real quick? Yeah. Our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. Oh, it's working, you guys. He's speaking through your image. All will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have it's, it's my phone. I've modified my phone. I put a really strong receiver in there. Let's just let's just leave it at that. This is the technology you were saying. His voices are is reaching millions. I mean, that's the amount of people that listen to our show. And imprison innocent people. It sounds like he's talking about machines. Speed. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men who fear the world. Oh, 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 ow, it got hot. Oh my okay. god, let's hang out for a second, guys, because that hurt. <clears throat> well, another show of psychic force from Greg Bummer. This is incredible, and we had it on tape. This is on tape digitally. We, we also record this on tape. So, Charlie, um, thank you for those words, and I think there's some words that were kind of pertaining to Disney in there. He was talking about speed, machinery, um, greed, right? Um, you know, treading on your, your fellow man. It sounds exactly like what Disney does. And Greg has a very unique kind of a point of view in this because, like he said, the last time he went was the last time it was probably open. Which okay, means so... So so let's just let's just save some time here, folks. I'm gonna cut to the chase on something. Yes. You ever think there might be a tie between Nikola Tesla, Charlie Chaplin, and cars? Because there is. Greg, you have hit the the center of such an important research project that we have ghost of scene have been working on, and we haven't been telling anyone. Because we are worried about the implications of this, but please, I mean, obviously, your psychic gonna, powers are added. I'm gonna tell again. you. I'm gonna tell you. Have you have you ever heard of a thing called little yellow car? I think you need to preach about yeah. this one, Greg. Little yellow car. I think the people. It's time for the people to know. Back in the the, the production days, before cars was even conceived, there was a little working title known as little yellow car. Little Yellow Car was about an electric car that maybe faced some strife from the gas-guzzling counterparts across the land. Mm. Now, of course, this was much before the electric vehicle was normalized with the Tesla and similar EVs. Of course, we had the Prius, but as you both know, that's a 
that's a hybrid. That's not a full electric. Of course. So I can't, I can't delve too much into some of these origins because, frankly, they haven't been uncovered yet, so I don't want to get in trouble. However, I can say Little Yellow Car was a controversial move in the Disney sphere. What did it cause, the, the, the Little Yellow Car? Let's just say that this story traces back to the 1980s when a few folks had the idea of making a three-wheeled one-person car that ran on electricity. Wow. This sounds like magic to me. I'm, I'm not a car guy. Well, here's the thing. They put it into production. They ran it. But unfortunately, at the time, the technology lapsed and it was too slow to be safely driven at street and freeway speeds. Wow. So. Too fast. That story inspired Disney and the team behind Cars. However, the way they initially perceived the flick was one of an ugly duckling origin story. An electric car amidst a crowd of gasoline vehicles. Mm. But as you can imagine, like they have before, maybe Big Petroleum got involved and said, you know, we don't like the idea of these electric vehicles. And Owen Wilson, Isn't, you know, he got, he got his say and he, he threw his hat in the ring. Well, here, here's, here's a, okay, I'm just going to get into the dirt. Cars is dedicated to Joe Rankt, who died during production. Do you know who he was? No. He was the co-writer and director of the film. Think about that. A sacrifice, maybe. Yes. Or maybe they were trying to control the message it was getting out. Wow. So they murdered him to keep the secret of the little red car. Like the I little said, yellow Tesla car. Chaplin cars. Think about it. Yes, and okay now well, we have we have Charlie here right now. I I would be curious to see what he has to say on this matter. So so Chuck, like little yellow car, what's the deal? Wow, you know your 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 shtick is only going to last so long, buddy. You can balance that mic on your nose for as long as you want, but the truth is going to come out with you and Tesla. And if we needed any further proof, think of what a little yellow car going very fast, it looks like a lightning bolt on the road. What did they call the car from the car movies? The protagonist. Yeah. What do they call him? Owen Wilson demanded they call him in real life for all the filming of these movies. He said, you call me lightning or you get the F out of my face. He even said that to Vince Vaughn, dude. That's perfect. So Disney is, is a, a very interesting place to be, especially now that they're revamping it. There, there seems to be a lot of construction, secret construction happening at, at the park because what they call, you know, retrofitting, what they call um, upgrading, right? But I think Greg has kind of hit us with some facts that are a little contrary to what they're saying. 
So what do you think is going on right now that they're closed? Well, I can tell you a few things. <clears throat> Before they did close, there were a couple uh, pretty substantial issues with the infrastructure of some of the most uh, iconic rides on the, uh, the land. And while they'll probably address most of those issues, it's actually what we won't be seeing that's really probably the most interesting in regards to what we're talking about. You know, there's, there's, there's a whole idea that Disney has an underground, uh, you know, system of, of pathways and, and things like that, but that's actually a Florida deal. In Disneyland, it's actually a bit more cryptic than that. But there are secret passageways and there are bits of infrastructure that the public will never see that may or may not need to be attended to occasionally. Mm -hmm. Illuminati passages. Well, there's just weird things that happen, like, uh, you know, bridges that seem to keep rotting over and over again, no matter how many times they replace the wood and the fiberglass and the concrete and the rebar and completely rid of the entire bridge and then replace it and then have the exact same issues of premature rotting and decay. Huh. You know, there's rotting a lot of stuff wood. that has to happen where folks just probably won't know about it because if they did, they might know that something else is going on. There's a real carnival of the damned kind of scenario that's happening at Disneyland. You well, know? and mind you, there's a whole Marvel tie that we won't even get into, but oh yeah, there's, there's some undercurrents with all these moves that speak to a bigger initiative mm -hmm. so my guess is they are you know making things more um, virtual friendly right my my ultimate fear is that they somehow find a way to bring disneyland to your home you know right? it's not so much about bringing disneyland to your home as it is about making you disneyland Whoa. Wow. Yes. You know, people, people thrive to go there afterward. Why do you think I had to, I was magnetically attracted to go to Disneyland any chance I could. And I knew what I was doing, but I was, I was doing my report, you know, I just had to, I had to go for it. Of course. So I did. And I'll tell you both the levels of depravity of which I've reached the amount of things that I've bought without reason, the terrible food I've consumed, not from my own will or, or intent, just drawn to it like a magnetic ray. Wow. There's Possession. more to meets the eye than that park will ever let you lead on to know. But I'll tell you, it's, it's a powerful place. That is uh, unbelievable, and yet somehow the most believable, credible thing I've ever heard. I'll tell you this. After 666 visits, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I just had no interest in going back at all. And I'm sure if I go back, it'll all come back to me, but mm -hmm. I think I've done my time for now. And maybe soon I'll go back and I'll do a bit more investigation, but for now, I've just held off. And, and Charlie, of course, you've been to, to Disneyland before. You've, you've you know, talked to the, the, the ghosts that walk ar around that area. Um, what's your opinion 
on, on, on this whole this whole situation right now that it's closed. It just keeps on joking. This this guy's just a grindy danger field, you know? Where did he get a cane that big? Yeah. And he's swallowing all of it. He's he's I don't want to say deep throating because that's not really what he's doing. It's not a sexual thing. Right, Even though he does love the cane. Do you think do you think it's do you think I can do it without getting burned? I think you can do it. One last Char time. Charlie's last words. You see the aura that Charlie gives, it's like a pink. Hold on. It's it's very it, I can feel the the heat the heat just comes in, but if I held it just right, the heat's not there, so I'm trying to the, you have to get a nice blue aura, but sometimes it, it's so pink that it, it turns red. I see London, and I'm agreeably surprised. You might like to know this. You know, I met friends in the States who said, well, I think you'll be a little bit, uh, a little bit disappointed. There are, you won't recognize London. And I had qualms and fears about that. And uh, they said it's rather melancholy and down and so forth. And of course, this was... Why is he so miserable? Ago. Yeah, he's so sad. And I came here, rather, expecting is it Robert? to feel yeah. that sort of thing after all. England, poor old England. Stop! Okay, oh hold on. Oof. Wow. Don't burn yourself, wait, buddy. Wait, wait, wait. Did he say England? He said England. I heard him say Robert. He was addressing me directly. Yeah. Oh my God. Hold I've been on. to London. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Born Elon Reeve Musk. London. Of course. Of course. Tesla. Cars. cars. Yeah. That son of a bitch. So he's shouting out Rob. Know, bitch. He's shouting out Tesla. I mean, this is explosive stuff. Yeah. It, it feels good to come roaring back with this kind of content. This feels Wait. like H HBO Musk style. Previously, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm getting conflicting reports. Born. He was born in South Africa, moved to Canada, then became an American. However. He looked at the UK for possible factory location before choosing to build its first year. Why did he look at the UK and not actually pull the trigger? I think he pulled the trigger, but just didn't tell anybody. I think there's a... Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Updated June 5th, 2020. Wild ride. Elon Musk visits UK as Tesla plots huge UK factory to open. In Somerset. Whoa. I think with that, um, let's let's call let's call this interview. Anything else? I think would be radiation to the brain. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you, Greg Bummer. Of course, we're going to have you on again soon, and more of your expertise will be shared with the world. 
Um, Rob, once again, um, this interview couldn't have been done without you. Charlie, Charlie Chaplin, even though you're controversial, we love you too. All right. What an interview. Hot off the press. Um, I was impressed by, by what I heard. Um, How did you feel about that, Rob? Uh, that was a truly magical experience. Um, I, you know, I felt Charlie's spirit. I still feel his spirit with us. Uh, and goes to show, you know, many of the great comedians uh, in history are also very you know, sad people in their personal lives. And I think it's, I hope it gives some more empathy and understanding uh, to his struggles and to all that struggle with, you know, depression out there and, uh, you know, thank you to Greg for, for opening our eyes to so many truths. You know, I, I, the more that we get out there and the more we talk to people, you know, get out there on the scene, I only expands the, the message. Uh, so that was, that was fantastic. Yeah. And just to see the vulnerable side of a ghost, right? Especially as our first guest is, is just so eye-opening, right? It really humanizes the soul of, of, of a person that has passed, right? Because we don't, you know, consider the frustration of not being able to move on, right? Not being able to find, you know, that missing piece that lets you go to the next level as a ghost. And it must, it must be really frustrating. And, and I think that kind of kicks back to what my pastor was saying, where just like, you know, some ghosts, they, they act out in excitement rather than violence and anger. And we perceive it as violence and anger, you know? And, and that's, the, that's one of the key issues where we have to start kind of opening our eyes to maybe thinking ghosts have a more, a more vulnerable side. You know, and they, maybe they're, they're sadder than, than we think. And Charlie, I know you're still with us. And I just want to want to say that, you know, you're welcome back on, on this show anytime, just like Greg, of course. Um, but, you know, he, he's a friend now. We can call uh, officially call Charlie Chaplin in the scene. And so, you know, if, if, you want to, if you wanted to send a message to Charlie, you know, just send it to us and we, we can tell him. So for any of you guys that are, are fans of Charlie Chaplin, you know, send us a tweet um, just reaching out to Charlie because we'll, we'll get the message to him. We'll relay it to him now that we're personal friends. Yeah, and whenever you are sitting with yourself and it get, becomes very silent, you know, remember that Charlie was a master of silent film. So if you find yourself, you know, unable to speak or if you hear the show and we're not able to put words to anything, know that that is likely Charlie there uh, and his influence, you know, mm. silently telling you the truth. That, yeah, that is so poignant. Yeah, of course, his influence is now going to be felt um, all, all the time and everywhere. And especially now, like, like Rob said earlier, we're in your ears, right? Ears are basically a part of your brain. I don't want to be a scientist. I don't want to be a doctor and explain it to you. But your ears are basically your brain, and which means that what we are doing, and so you you are a party to, is we are now inserting ourselves into your brain, and Charlie is now a part of you, and he just like he is with us, you know. So the silence in your brain is now Charlie Chaplin, 
And, and that's beautiful, right? Because now you have a master of, of silence instead of just regular silence. And you can master silence as a spell. So with his, you know, with his help, let's get into our main investigation this week. So much has happened in, in the time that we have last recorded, Rob. It's, it's almost kind of hard to put into words what has happened. But, I mean, I think that's kind of our job. Of course, it's almost as if the, you know, bad actors in the world, they obviously are listening to the show as well. And they tried to take this as an opportunity to put in their final master plan, I think and to see how people would respond. And, you know, first I have to give huge kudos to all of you out there for saying no. Mm. We are all in the scene. You know, Ghost in the Scene may not be recording, but the scene is still there on the streets and letting those in power know that they will not go down silently. Uh, So first of all, great kudos to all of you. Uh, we're very proud of you and seeing like that the influence spread the way that it has um, is I think greater than any uh, virus you know it's the true contagion it's the right truth. and and that's great you know that that there is like a social like virus but it's not a virus in in the negative sense it is like a social a social awakening right and that now like like you said the kudos to people in the streets because like they are showing that voices, right, that spells, new spells, you know, like brand new things that we've never heard before, you know, combinations of words and chants that is, is going to ignite a new wave of paranormal activity. And, you know, it's positive. This is, you know, this positive wave. You have to think about from the history perspective, we haven't been told the entire truth. We've been told the sanitized, non-paranormal version, you know, but what they don't say, you know, but they do say, oh, you know, this, this protest was magical, you know, it, it brought together, you know, this heightened sense of, of unity and it led to this law and X law and this kind of social change. That itself is a spell that has gone and executed perfectly, Right. And that's the people using the power of the paranormal to their advantage. Usually the system uses it to oppress us. We have to start using it to, you know, fight back. And, and I think that's what we're seeing now. And uh, it's inspiring. And it's also a little bit scary because we're seeing the, the backlash and what is the government capable of now. Right. And, the Donald, right? And we'll get to that. But he, he's pushing to see how far can can he go. And that is, and you know, that's scary. And we'll get to the implications of why it's scary in the paranormal sense. Because of course, we can talk about the death of democracy all day. And that, that'll get us in a tailspin. But that's not really what, you know, our focus is. Right, Rob? Right. And when you say that death of democracy, you know, that means democracy is about to become a ghost itself, people. And what will democracy's ghost look like? So I think that's going to be a big focus for us at this moment, too, 
know, now that we are back on air and recording and thinking about the information that we need to tell you, because, you know, it's impossible for us to cover everything right now. And we believe that we've all been trained enough now to, to look at, you know, the surface level stuff mm -hmm. and to understand that. So we need to find out what's deeper and underneath. You know, what is the ghost of democracy going to look like? And how will we prepare ourselves for that? And, you know, Joe, yeah. you and I were talking before, you know, do we want to go to our, our headline story at this point? And yeah, I think it's time for our award-winning segment. Uh, it's returning, you know, from the grave of the past 99 episodes. Um, you're going to be seeing it now because we are hitting a, a very interesting time in our, you know, American culture. You know, the election is happening soon. So, of course, you guys know, you hear the whistle. It's the Reverse Underground Railroad. Choo-choo, choo-choo. So, what's new with this choo-choo? Um, a lot. There are a lot of things new with this choo-choo. Kanye West. We said it. We called it. We, we nailed it back in the, like, I don't know how many episodes ago we talked about this. When he spoiled Stranger Things, right? All of this led to him running for president. And, of course... Of course it was going to happen, right? And then he has his rally, and he embarrasses himself. He's crying. He's screaming. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. Of course. We, like, I could have said that, right? We, could have, we basically predicted that. And how could we know? I mean, I think it's pretty easy, Rob. This is the reverse underground railroad. I mean, this is what the awards are for. We don't do it for the awards, you know? Uh, you know, personally, I, I melt them down, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and give them away. Uh, because that's not why we're doing this, right? I don't need an idol to tell me that this is important work. Uh, this is why we do it, is to, to hopefully help lead people and show the, the causes. So when, when Kanye announces president, we go, okay, um, we're prepared yeah. for this. We, we knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's proof, you know, it's further proof. It was as clear as day the second that he bought the ticket to the reverse underground railroad. When we told you he was on the tracks, when we told you he was boarding the caboose, right? We told you he was on his way. Where did you think it was going? We told you the White House, right? We told you. And... Of course, we, we might not get to the, the point where he calls Roseanne his running mate because he might have used her to get to the top. You know, we don't know, and we might never know. I mean, there's so many cabinet positions as well. You know, Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, the Interior, you know, I, I mean, mm -hmm. just think about where this influence is going to and what positions he could make up you know she could be secretary of sitcom exactly R roseanne could be the new owner of of cbs he, he could just kick out you know he could fire you know quote unquote fire get him get him arrested somehow and she's at the head and she's making you know a roseanne network you know roseanne tv 
that's the future that we're looking at, right? And we called it. This is kind of a, a little pat on the back for, for both of us. If, if I were with you, I would pat you on the back right now, Rob. And I think Charlie's here, both of us, and he's, he's patting us. And so thank you for that, Charlie. Also, Roseanne Barr, I mean, she could be our next uh, head of justice, is, you know. She could be the new attorney Bill general. Barr, yeah. Attorney general, thank you, yes. Wow. I mean, I honestly did not even think about Bill Barr as associated with, with Roseanne at all, and they have the same last name. That's insane. Right. I mean, she could be possessing him right now. Channeling. Yeah, of course. Right. And I think we even talked about how Bill Barr was was attached to to the the London soda, big soda, and how that is, is itself, you know, the crown is still in influencing us. So Roseanne is involved in that too. So Kanye West is just doing what we said he was going to do. And he even kind of calls us out a little bit, right? He he saw us seeing what he was doing. And in his only rally that he's done so far, he calls out who? Harriet Tubman. Um, let's try to do a little quick history. Who is Harriet Tubman? Of course, Harriet Tubman is an American hero. Unfortunately, at the time of her birth, she wasn't considered an American at all. She was considered property of others as a slave. But she said, fuck that. Yeah. And got away and helped countless others uh, also meet their freedoms, break those shackles, mm -hmm. and helped forge was one of the principal conductors of the original underground. Railroad. So right there, I mean, it's as clear as crystal, right? The and, and this is not not one of the crystals that you know the psychics have that's full of smoke either. You know, this is a, a regular crystal. You can see him calling out Harriet Tubman as him calling out Ghost in the Scene, right? He basically said, Geo and Rob are are you know he watch yourselves right kanye knows who we are there's no, there's not a doubt in my heart that he he is aware that we know what's going on and calling out harriet tubman is just you know one of these things where he is trying to lower the the profile of the conductor the main conductor of the underground railroad which is what the reverse underground railroad is all about right i mean it's right there he just called out he's where what he's doing what he's on and this is something that is interesting because he chose harriet tubman because harriet tubman is inches away from becoming a universal subject right Some, something that is literally in the hands of everybody, right? Uh, an icon beyond just America and literal currency. They're, they're talking about making her um, a new version of the 20 bill, $20 bill, um, where her, her face is now replacing Andrew Jackson. Right, and we've seen people out there on the scene taking this in the matter into their own hands. 
and using stamps to already making this a reality, right? So this has already begun. There are little slips of paper, you know, a note as they call them, uh, with Harriet Tubman's likeness. Uh, so you can tell like, you know, her, that means her soul is being passed around in a living with everyone who possesses this dollar and, and exchange it. And I mean, you can go to any country in the world's airport and they will have a currency exchange for the American dollar, which means that Harriet Tubman will be in every country in the world. Not just one Harriet Tubman, plenty, plenty of her everywhere being used to bet, being used to eat, being used to, to put gas in your car, being used for anything, right? To bring joy to a child, buying him an ice cream, you know, buying a hot soup for, for an unhoused person, right? The joy, the pain that 20, losing $20, right? When you lose a, a Harriet Tubman, the, you would think, oh, I miss, I miss that money. I miss Harriet, right? This is something that is going to be everywhere on the minds of everybody. So Kanye calls out Harriet Tubman because he's jealous. I think Kanye wants to be on the 20. And I think that's, that's the basic reason why he's even running in the first place, why he got on the, on the track was because he wants to be on the 20. And he doesn't think that Harriet Tubman has what it takes to be ubiquitous, you know? And only a musician would think that way, right? O only a musician would think that he could be on the $20 bill and get his soul fragmented when he's still alive. Because I, I don't think that's ever happened before, where a living person has been put on currency like that in America. So what that does to a person he might literally start pissing money because he literally is on money, you know? Right. I mean, we do see some examples of this from the um, Queen of England is on currency while, while living. And yeah, I think it's been reported that she farts quarters or pounds, I guess. Right. Wow. She farts pounds. That's heavy, dude. I mean, literally, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that. Your pants must really start to sag after, especially mm -hmm. if you have, you know, your your bangers and mash. Oh and my then god! You get a little gassy, you know. That's she's she's probably worth millions of dollars. She's like the golden goose, just farting all the time. They probably feed her more of a fibrous diet so she could fart more, and then produce more money for the crown. I mean. This is, this is the kind of thing that Kanye is going to have to deal with. It's like a monkey paw scenario, right? The Midas touch. Everything you touch turns to gold. What happens when you got to go pee, right? What happens when you want to pet a cat? That's, that's tragic. You, you kill your cat. You kill your pee-pee, right? Turn it into gold. Gold member, basically. And, I mean, now we're talking about the many, you know, pee -pee faces of Mike Myers, notorious serial killer so kanye west and mike myers were on the hurricane katrina video where he said george bush doesn't care about black people i mean 
around and round we go, everybody. And where we stop, Ghost in the Scene called it, okay? We know. And I think this is a perfect transition because we, we just talked about Bush. Donald Bush does not care about Earth Vista people. That's my, that's what I'm, that's my Kanye moment. And that's true. Donald Bush doesn't give a damn about us. And I'm talking about Donald Trump. Uh, and I, I think we need to explain this to, to, to the people that are, that are new to this, Rob. Of course, some people are, you know, they're just jumping on and it is worth explaining each time because it really is something that, you know, you need to get a PhD in multiverse studies mm -hmm. to really grapple with this is that the person that we know as Donald Trump, quote unquote, uh, the 45th president of the United States is not who we think he is. He is really just a shell, right? He is a representation of those in power. Donald Trump doesn't have power. He's not real, but we need to have that sort of figure to, to focus on, right? Those in power need, need someone at the top to direct all the energy towards. Mm -hmm. So they created this person persona known as Donald Trump played by many, many of actor uh, that we've been covering and tracking this whole time. And it's mm -hmm. not consistent, right? There's no, been many. It jumps. Yeah. And I mean, this is a focus group tested. Like if you watch the movie uh, or not the movie, but the TV series, Mad Men, where it's all about the ads, right? All about, you know, 1960s excess and, and making advertisements. This is from coming from one of these rooms was the birth of Donald Trump, right? And we've had Clooney, we've had, I mean, Brando in his later years played a young Bush, right? And then we had the Baldwins and every Baldwin had their turn with it, right? There was a real monopoly the Baldwin family kind of took power and became the tr Mr. Trump for a very long time, but that has since changed. And we had this huge, huge, and I, I wouldn't say it's our fault, but yeah, we had a hand a little bit. There was a huge tear in reality and the other earth came to play, right? And now we live in a dual scenario where we live in our earth and the other earth vista is on, on top of us so here we are the other president from the other earth his name is donald bush and he is in fact a real donald right he's 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 not a fake he's real but his his last name is bush he is now in charge at least that's before the hiatus where, where we were, right? We had been tracking this, you know, we do our due diligence. We have people on the inside, of course, and we got some new info and it's, it's different now. Things have changed and we need to kind of explain that this is the first time where we honestly do not know who is playing Donald Trump. And we might need some help. We, you know, this is going to take a while to figure this out. But uh, let me tell you, we, we got a good idea. Um, but let's talk about how we figured it out. 
right? Because there's something that, you know, um, I was going to say earlier, when we don't accept rewards, you know, I, I almost got a reward in uh, a Nobel for chemistry because I explained, I was drunk at a bar. I was, you know, I was talking, I didn't know that I was talking to a Nobel scientist. And I started explaining how on Earth 2, the Earth Vista, right, that the other Earth where Donald Bush comes from, the atmosphere is different, right? And so I was explaining, I was explaining that, and I didn't know that I was writing a dissertation. I didn't know he was recording everything I was saying. And they offered me a Nobel, and I said no. I, you know, I, it's not my information to give. I, it's not, you know, I'm not a scientist. I didn't discover this. But of course, the Earth atmosphere where Donald Bush comes from, it's thinner, right? And so I, I will say it made a lot of sense that he did not want to wear a mask because he would literally pass out the second he puts anything over his nose. You can plug his nose for a second and his eyes roll in the back of his head, he passes out. And you, 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 all the sniffing he does is him just excruciatingly trying to breathe. So he wouldn't want to wear a mask. And we figured out the second he wore the mask, you know, his face color changed a little bit. Like you could tell it was a little different makeup compound. His hair looked more like horse hair. You know, for the makeup artists in the world, we all saw it, right? And maybe some of you were confused, but we, Rob and I, knew exactly what happened. They made the switch again. And we stopped seeing Donald Bush, and we started seeing somebody else. Who? Let's get into it. Who are some of the usual suspects that could be Donald Trump? Uh, I have I have a couple ideas, but w what are your ideas? I mean, and just to be clear, this is going to be an ongoing investigation. Uh, this is so complex. Like we said, you know, even Geo, who's nearly awarded a Nobel Prize, like this is really complex arithmetic for us as well. So, um, you know, they're going to always keep us guessing. But what we do know is that there seems to be an audition process, right? There's, there's a waiting room of sorts where everyone's kind of throwing out their, their, their own impressions of the Donald in hopes that one day they'll, they'll get the big job. And so, you know, the most common that we see this is on late night television. And think about it, you know, th these are shows that usually are on from the transition from one day at, you know, 1130 past midnight. Whoa. So they're, they're really on, a, you know, two days at once. They're on at, you know, what we call, quote unquote, the witching hour. Mm. So they're, they're putting their spells out there trying to become the real Don. So we're looking at, you know, our, our talk show hosts, like your Stephen Colbert's. Mm -hmm. or, your, your Jimmy Fallon's, mm -hmm. your, you know, your John Oliver's, you know, your James Corden's, your, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, your, I mean, everybody, your, you know, uh, Trevor Noah, literally everybody, you know, we got, um, we got people on, uh, the Hassan Minaj, right? We got people on Netflix that have their own talk shows. You know, we got Samantha B. We have, you know, um, all kinds of people. 
And literally, this is like a, a list, a large list of people that we're going to have to suss out and see who it is that I think won the audition, right? Somebody won the audition, and we're going to find out who. And I, I have... I have candidates that I that I'm going to start. I'm going to champion, and I think we're going to have to have um, some serious discussions and some serious investigations to really find out who it was. But um, just top of your head, just give me a wild guess. Who who do you think it could be? Well, I I'm I'm trying to be influenced now. By spirit, I'm I'm actually looking at Charlie for this one to see if he can help give me some insight here. Yeah, because he's he's on in the other realm and in time is less of a construct for him, and so he knows the day that we'll we'll know this for certain. Oh my God! But I'm I can only get fragments, and to me, it feels like James Corden. Wow. You know, now that you mention it, you know, James Corden was just in Cats where he proved he could wear a full cat suit. He could, he could CGI his body, right? I mean, he didn't look like himself. And I think that was almost uh, another nod, be like, hey, listen, guys, not only can I act like a talk show host and wear suits, but I can be a feline cat and, you know, dance around. I don't even have to be a human. Well, I mean, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a candidate. We'll have to, you know, dig a little deeper, but that is, it's uh, a pretty hefty um, first guess. I like that. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Kimmel. I think Jimmy Kimmel, you know, just with his, his ability to, to do the accent, he's a New Yorker. So he has that, you know, that vibe. He is, you know, he, he's able to grow his hair. He has a beard. He's, he's the right body type, you know. I think he has the ability to kind of get larger and get smaller on a dime. He, he has that kind of Jonah Hill vibe where he, he'll just pack on the weight and he'll, he'll take it off real fast, you know. I think Jimmy Kimmel has what it takes. And he's been in comedy. He's been in improv. You know, they know, he knows how to act like Trump. So he's one of my candidates. Of course, none of this is scientific. This is, we're just kind of from the chest, kind of giving you our, our gut instinct. But I mean, there are plenty of, of, of people that are suspects. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to get into it. It's not, it's not that simple. And I think people that listen and have listened will understand that you're not getting an answer now, because if we gave you an answer now, it, it might be wrong. And we will never do that. We'll never tell you anything wrong. Only right here. And I'll say, you know, Jimmy, James, these are the same names. So I, I can see that we are very close to you. Wow. You know, so I think it's a very strong possibility it's one of these two. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, and then there's also, of course, you know, Jimmy Fallon. Right. So and that could who, be. Who has been, you know, it's been revealed again that he already practiced putting on makeup on his face to make his face look like a different color mm -hmm. uh, so. and he's he classically 
you know, did the interview where he touched Donald's hair. Right. Right. Touching, touching the hair means that he was able to at least feel what the hair felt like. And now he knows, oh, they used mink hair, you know, not horse hair. Or maybe they use horse hair and not human hair. So now he knows, okay, when I go and buy a wig, I'm not going to be an amateur and get, you know, some regular cheap hair. I'm getting the expensive horse hair. And, you know, of course, when he goes to the audition and they see that, they, wow, he went the extra mile. So it can be any of the Jimmies. It could be any of the, the Trevors. It could be anybody. There are plenty of people that we have our sights on. And we need your help, people in the scene, to, you know, come to our help and do some digging for us, right? Because everybody's been doing impressions, and we need to find out who's his best and for different reasons, right? Because you can do the voice, but if you don't do the hands, you can do the face, but if you don't got the right pucker, you're not this, you know. So we want to find out. And saying all that, too, I want to put another candidate on our list to, to watch out for. Um, maybe the dark horse, if you will, is Sarah Cooper. If you're familiar, she is on uh, TikTok and Twitter. She's making these videos where she's using Donald Trump, quote unquote, voice and doing impersonations of him. And has recently oh found God. a lot of success in doing so this summer. So the timing of that also matches course yeah so it's it's everybody is is on this list we're gonna find out who it is and when we do it's not gonna be like a witch trial right this is a this is an investigation right once we get the information we'll find out what it means but until then it's a hunt for truth and which is the most noble thing to do right because we're not doing it for any skin in the game we just want to know who's in charge and, and whether or not they're doing a good job, that'll be another investigation. Right? right. And what are they using this power for? You know? Right. Do they want to be like Kanye? You know? And, and here's where we have to look, you know, and this is something that I think is going to be important. When we do our research into the uh, candidates, we have to see who could have been on the reverse underground railroad at a time in the past. Right? What were some of the big embarrassing points in their life that they could have gotten a ticket? Right? A reserved IOU under reverse underground railroad ticket. Because that would mean that you know somehow they snuck on silently when we weren't airing and made it to the White House. You know, of course they got the makeup and everything, right? Because they have to know all of what's going on, right? It's they have to know Donald Bush, they have to know everything that happened, which means they watch us and they, they've watched the coverage that we've done. So I don't want to say we're shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit, but I just want to put them on watch that, Hey, we see, you know, one of you is, is going to be it. We're going to find out who it is. But, um, if it happens that they switch people mid investigation, that, that might happen. Because the fear of, of us finding them might be too much and they might give it to somebody else. So I want to I wanna preface this and say this could be a, a chimera of people. This could be changing from week to week. And we could be chasing, you know, a, a white dragon off in the distance for a while. But we will get to the truth. I promise you that.
So, um, yeah. I mean, this has been a, a, a huge first episode back. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us to the end of this because I don't, I mean, I, I've been on the edge of my seat this whole time and there's so much more, inf more information for us to give you out there. So please continue to listen and to share our show. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know about you, Gio, but I mean, I, I'm, my energy is, is starting to feel, yeah. you know, I, I need, I need some, some reboots, you know, I, I need to, to jump into that computer and, and hit a system reboot real quick and maybe exactly. clear some, some, some hard drives. Cause this has been a lot of information. And I'm just glad that um, we're back. Um, thank you, Charlie. Let's, let's say goodbye to Charlie Chaplin, everybody. Bye, Charlie. Bye. Bye. Off he goes. Thank you so much, Charlie. So, you know, we're going to be back next week, everybody, with, with a whole new guest, a whole new ghost guest, an entire new investigation. But we will be continuing what, what we're talking about. So continue this conversation with us offline, online. You know, Rob is now in some different operating systems. So, you know, feel, feel free to shoot them an AOL instant message on your old computer if, if you can. At Ghost in the Scene on AOL. So uh, until next week, guys, you stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on those screens. Uh, keep up the work. This is a, a lifetime. You know, this isn't, you know, a one and done investigation. Oh, we found out, you know, this and that. Uh, it's something that continues to develop and we are so proud to be in the scene with you and to be vigilant as ever and we will not stop you know this is this is an, a crazy crazy year but even once we get through it there's going to be so much more to get through so um just hold on to each other you know you know keep each other close mm. and you know it feels less scary the ghosts feel less scary once you start to know them so we encourage you all to be more familiar uh, with with the ghosts around you and you know stay extreme stay extreme make a ghost friend this week and tell us about it um, and we will see you guys next time we love you bye bye